Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin, and today I feel so excited to be speaking with Kathleen Batchelor. And she's a dance fitness instructor, but to be more exact, she's a Zumba instructor here in Taiwan. She's been here for 12 years, almost 12 years. Yes. And she's from Philadelphia. Well, hi, Kathleen. Hi, Shirley. Do people call you Kathleen or something else? In Taiwan, people usually call me Katie. Yeah, do they have a hard time saying Kathleen, maybe? Kathleen's a little bit difficult. <laughs> the TH sound is not so easy to make, so yeah. Katie is easier. Anyway, well, before we go on telling your story and everything yes. and why you're a Zumba instructor here, let's start off with that story that has made an impact on you. The story that came to mind when uh, you asked me about something inspirational was a teacher that I had. I can remember my eighth grade teacher, Mr. Bankert. And when I was in eighth grade, I went to a very small school. Everyone knew each other for many years. All of the teachers knew us. And it was a kind of traditional conservative school. And Mr. Bankert was a famous teacher. Everyone would come back and visit him for years. We had always imagined he would be a teacher forever because everyone knew him. So when uh, we were in eighth grade, we were about to graduate. He said to us, I'm not going to do this job forever. You know, in my life, I was something before I was a teacher, and now I'm a teacher, and I'm going to do something else after being a teacher. He ended up going on, I think, becoming a chef, and then having his own farm, too. So he's a farmer. And this was something that really stuck with me, because I'd always thought, you know, you have to choose one thing, and whatever that thing is, you have to do it for your whole life. And for a lot of people, that is the case, right? If you have people depending on you... Perhaps you have to stay in the same career. But if you have the freedom to explore lots of different things, you should go ahead and do it. Because if you're lucky, you're going to live a long time. You have so many different skills, so many different gifts or talents. You're going to be able to explore those in different ways. Maybe it's as having different uh, hobbies or activities throughout your life. But if you can make that a part of your career, if you can explore all those different things, why shouldn't you be able to do it? And I guess that was the first time I had this idea. It wasn't linear. Whatever I was going to choose as a kid, I wasn't going to necessarily do all my life. And that I should give myself that freedom to explore different things if I wanted to. That really stuck with me. I thought, I do have a lot of interest. My personality, it's a little bit hard to maybe choose just one thing. I know I like a lot of different things. So if I can incorporate them all into my life, then I should. Wow. Yeah. All right. So I can see how this story really impacted you because just before the interview, you were telling me about all the different things you've tried sure, or yeah. wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Now I understand why. <laughs> sure. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, let's start with your becoming a Zumba instructor. I mean, that wasn't, you know, you didn't have this idea when you were eight years old. <laughs> not exactly. Uh, Zumba was not around when I was eight years old. Oh, right. But yeah, yes. of course. <laughs> I did. I grew up dancing. And it was always something, you know, that was my hobby. I loved to do it. I spent a lot of my free time doing that. My parents couldn't find me. They knew I was in the basement of my house with my boombox and making up dance routines, uh, trying on my mom's clothes and putting on, you know, different shows. I always knew that I really loved that. And it was the activity that I could do all by myself. And uh, I felt most alive when I was doing that. But I never actually thought I would use this as my career. 
And it wasn't until, I guess, coming to Taiwan, I started to dance again when, just as an activity, I went to the gym one day, I saw a Zumba class going on, I joined with a friend. I was a little intimidated to join again because I thought, it's been so long. I know people that became professional dancers, so those people that I knew, you know, I, I never told them I even liked to dance. I was too embarrassed to tell people that I even liked it because I wasn't going to become a professional. And But when I went to a Zumba class, I saw anyone can do Zumba. That's why it's so popular. It makes people feel like they can dance. And when I went to that first class, I, I was so excited. I looked at that instructor after the class. I spoke with her, and she's actually now one of my mentors and one of my partners. So it was my way to reconnect with my childhood passion. And I think that's really key. If you can figure out what you are passionate about as a kid, you get a chance to do that again. Yeah, it makes you excited. So once I figured out I was doing the thing that I loved as a kid, the fact that I got to do it again uh, every week was great. Why did you put it away so so long? Well, I think I still continued to dance all up until uh, I graduated from high school. But my first year of university, I actually lived in New York City. And I lived right in Manhattan uh, next to Lincoln Center. And my roommates and the people at my school, most of them were in the performing arts. So my actual roommate, she's now a professional dancer with a company. So all of these people went on to have careers in the arts. And I knew, you know, I was never going to join a dance company. I was never uh, spending four hours a day training to be a professional ballerina or anything like that. You didn't think you're good enough? Probably I didn't think I was good enough, if I'm being honest. But also, in order to do that kind of thing, you have to commit so seriously, so young to it, right? Mm. And I had always just done it as my hobby. Uh, so growing up, I played basketball. I did a couple other <gasps> You've things really too. You really tried everything. <laughs> ah, I did a lot of different stuff, you know? So I had a lot of different interests. And for dance, when I came back to it, again, I guess I realized... Uh, like I said, you don't have to be perfect to do Zumba. I felt like maybe I couldn't tell people that I was into it before I was self-conscious. And believe it or not, I was extremely shy for a lot of my like elementary school years, high school years. And it wasn't until I think moving to Taiwan helped bring me out of my shell a lot. So Mm. being able to get on a stage in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people, dance in front of people, It was something I never thought I could do, but Taiwan gave me the space to say, okay, yeah, I am a a dancer. I am going to dance in front of people. Like, this is the thing that I I love to do, and I'm not embarrassed about that. Wow, that's really changed 180 degrees. I I think so. So, (laughs) What's it like teaching Taiwanese people? It's awesome. I, I love Taiwan, obviously, if I've stayed here for so long. I started teaching English, so teaching... Taiwanese children was my first experience and that's how I got to know so many kids who are now teenagers (laughs) since I've been here so long but also a lot of families in general uh, I would say Taiwanese people are extremely polite kind they're so respectful of teachers Uh. I'll have women that are 
quite a bit older than me. And every time they see me, they say, Laoshi, you know, and they bring me little gifts and they worry about me all the time. Am I eating enough? Am I sleeping enough? Um, you know, how about the weather? Did I bring my umbrella today? And everything. So Taiwanese people really care about you a lot, and especially teachers, I think. But also teaching Taiwanese people something like dance. For some Taiwanese people, maybe they're a little bit more reserved. I can see from the stress of their jobs, from the uh, maybe the stress of their family situations, how much they need that hour of time to leave the stress outside, to not feel self-conscious. I see people really come alive when they're in the class. They lose themselves in the music. They you know, start to sweat. They feel great because of their endorphins or through the roof. And the kind of bond that happens then, maybe, you know, my Chinese is not great. I studied for a while, but we can connect without saying anything. That's what's so special, I think, about a Zumba class. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. What's the age of most of your students? Uh, it varies. I would say the youngest student, I, I teach some Zumba kids, so maybe three, four. And Th- the that old, little? Yeah, for some of my Zumba kids okay. classes. I was actually teaching at a school, teaching Zumba kids. And on the weekends, sometimes I do Zumba kids activities. Probably my oldest students are in their late 70s, 80s. Yeah, and some wow. even quite older gentlemen are in my class too, and they know how to get down and dance too. The instructor that I had when she was leaving Taiwan, I thought... I'm going to start to teach this same little group of friends. I love seeing them. I love dancing again. Two times a week, I get to dance for an hour. How about I go and become certified so I can keep this little circle of four or five women together. Oh, I can still get exercise. I was only teaching this small group of friends one, two times a week. Uh, it was very, very small. At that time, I was mostly teaching English, but... After I had my APRC, I was able to do more things. I started teaching at some of the bigger gyms. I started doing events. And that was when it really took off for me. And I couldn't do both things at the same time, right? right? I was too busy and too tired from all those classes. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Well, you know what? We probably should explain what Zumba is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Some some (laughs) listeners probably don't realize what what it is. Okay. So Zumba is a dance fitness class. And it's based in Latin rhythms. So if you think of the four core rhythms that you will hear in a Zumba class are cumbia, reggaeton, salsa, and merengue. So it's a mix. It's a high intensity exercise, but also we do have slower songs. So you get a little bit of that hit workout where it's interval. Your heart rate goes up, it comes back down. It's usually about 60 minutes long, the class. Mm. So we do a warm up. We do all these different styles of Latin music. You might throw in some samba, some, um, what else? Maybe maybe Indian dance, different oh, kinds of dance. Mm-hmm. So it brings in a lot of different cultures. And as Zumba has become more popular, every time I go to a class of a different instructor, I'll hear a different type of music. Soca music, it's really international. The typical class has one instructor and the instructor doesn't speak at all. So you follow along and it's simple enough 
that most people can do it and feel successful at it, but challenging enough that it never gets old. So people, it's very common to see people get addicted to Zumba. They're wearing all the Zumba clothing. They go to lots of Zumba events. It's like a big family because people all over the world are doing the classes. Mm. Yeah. Well, I know that you're actually a private instructor to a celebrity here. Yes. Are, are you still? Yes. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah. Well, she kind of started you off on your road to fame. Can I say that? <laughs> oh, I don't Taiwan. know if I'm there yet, but yes. <laughs> I think Zumba got a lot of exposure, so, but it was really great for me personally as an instructor, but also for all the instructors in Taiwan. It helped everyone, you know, have full classes. So it's been great for all of us. Well, how did yeah. this celebrity find you? I've actually known her for many years because I was teaching her children before. So That's I was how it started. Yes. I said, do the kids want to start doing Zumba kids classes? I could teach them. She said, they're way too busy. They have so many other activities. But, you know, I would really like to try Zumba. So then I started to give some private classes. And then quite a few other people have expressed interest then, too. I mean, she's good. Right. Oh, yeah. she's great. Well, she's got a good instructor. Oh, nice. <laughs> But she also has a lot of natural ability. And, I think yeah, so. She's yes. had a lot of experience with dance. So. Yeah. Oh, it, that is interesting. People But, um, think they, they wouldn't be into it. You know, I've had a few people who are really skeptical to come. And yeah. then... And I say, just just come and see. There's no pressure. I'm not one of those drill sergeant instructors who is saying, you know, get down, give me four more, three more. It's supposed yeah. to be like a party. That's what people always say. Come join the party. Some people go for health reasons. Some people go for social reasons. It's their way that to connect with other people. So, so many of my classes are like family. The people, they all really care about each other. They all go out for lunch right before, right after class. So there's a lot of different reasons why people might want to join a class. And I know there's a lot of reasons why people might hesitate too, you know? We're yeah. Think scared. about yeah. Taiwanese culture. I mean, look, Taiwanese people, the way they are, so conservative and so constrained. And I think that's the case with a lot of cultures. Okay. I, I would even say that in the States that some people might feel a little bit scared to join a class. Anytime people are doing something a little bit outside their comfort zone, right? They're going right. to think, I can't do it. Everyone's going to be staring at me at class. What if I move to the music in the wrong way? What if I look silly or stupid when I'm doing it? One of the CEOs of Zumba talked about this concept. I really loved it. He calls it FEDGE. F-E-J, and it's freeing, electrifying joy. Okay. This idea that every time when you start a class, you might feel, it takes a little while to move right with the beat, but about 10, 15 minutes into the class, you forget everything. You're so in the zone that you have this freeing, electrifying joy feeling happening. So you kind of forget everything. You're not self-conscious anymore. For me, I experience that every single class. Even if it's my fourth, fifth class of the day, I will have a moment with the music where I feel really connected to the music, connected to myself, connected to my students even. I'm able to let go. I'm pulling some silly face. I'm making some kind of hoot and holler sound. That was all about Kathleen Batchelor becoming a Zumba instructor. But what about her life and also why she came to Taiwan? Join me next week to find out. For In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. 